Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. I'll get there. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's go. Mama. All right. Hola, hola, hola. Are we hola, hola. How are you doing today? I'm good. And you, hola, hola, hola. I'm doing all right. Um, good. So, uh, getting into some brujain and then we're going to be talking about sex magic today which we're both Ooh. pretty shocked that we have not talked about yet yes we're like what the heck Since... i probably in we've been doing um the podcast for about a year and five months yeah a ton. yeah yeah because yeah, we started in january of 2022 uh-huh. and it's ma and it's may so about a year and five months yep um and in that time, I've probably given like three classes on sex magic. <laughs> so, yeah, so I have. Yeah. So it's like, I'm like, what? We haven't done sex magic on the podcast? I can't believe it. I know. We've definitely referred to it. So this is awesome. Yeah. I looked I looked back over the episodes and I was like, no, we've done love magic. We've done love spells, but we haven't done sex magic. We probably mentioned it, but we haven't talked about sex magic in itself. Yeah. So, yeah, that's All awesome. Right. And it's a great time of the year because this is the time of the year where everybody gets carnal. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. All that, all so that summer, some... people are taking their clothes off, walking around. Like, it happens. It's Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so some brujain. What have you been up to? So brujain this week, I always am, I've really been uh, keeping my standard work magic going. And that's been really helpful, just like lighting my candles with my shift and uh doing like kind of abundant stuff but uh i had to find a pumpkin for the start of may or for the new moon in uh taurus yeah. and pumpkins are not in season and <laughs> um they're extremely hard to find and so i was like and i've been running around like a crazy person this weekend so a friend of mine i like tasked uh tasked them with this thing because they're going to the chuck's produce store and uh, they ended up getting me this uh, kabocha pumpkin squash looking thing. It's like a green looking pumpkin. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, that's perfect. And and then it was from, it's called a Desert Emerald. And it was from Sonora. And that's where my family's from. And I was like, bro, oh. this is the best. So that's awesome. I know. I thought it was so cool. Uh, that yeah. is awesome. I love that. I had no idea. And so I, yeah, it was really cool. It was a cool little whole awesome. serendipitous thing. That is so great. Yeah. Well, speaking of brewing, yeah, I obviously did. So I traveled last week from like most of the week. I traveled on Friday, which was a new moon all the way through like Wednesday of this week. So I was out for a long period of time. But Friday, like I told them I couldn't travel before 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. because they, the corporate was paying for my flights. Um, and so the new moon was like at 9.53 a.m. <laughs> so I'm doing my new moon magic right before I travel. Yes. Um, and and obviously I had my husband. I don't know where he got the pumpkin. I don't I don't know ask him so like when you asked me where'd you get your 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 pumpkin i asked him and he told me it was from chucks and so yeah i task him with finding my materials that's what he, you know that's what the minions are for <laughs> so i never i like i i don't know where like i i know i have my pumpkin every new moon and that i asked for it it is magically there yes <laughs> So yeah, I did my new, I did the same one, obviously, like I've been doing it, like I've mentioned 14 years now. 
Um, so I did that. I'd probably say that that was probably my brujaing. And, and like I said, that one is a very important and um, it's a pillar of my practice, right? Okay. So yeah, that would be it. I did take my cards with me because where I was going to be traveling, I had two people that wanted me to read for them when mm -hmm. I went. So I took my cards with them. So they traveled and they took a little cross country travel trip with me. Cool. And yeah. And I read for them when I was over there. So that was nice. Yeah. Excellent. So that that's it for Bruheim. Okay. Speak. I'm so Thanks. excited. What how are you gonna even start? Sex magic. Let's do this. Sex magic is fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So sex magic, um, you know, sex is a magic act in itself, right? But when we think of um I like to start with sex magic. The first thing that I like to start is so when I do when I do seminars and I do activities in person, I like to start with a touch exercise because lots of people are very disconnected with the body and their spirit. So I like to um, allow people to kind of um, integrate both their body and their spirit and to notice, you know, where where they're touching and just like be able to integrate both of them, because that's when you think of it. Um, that's really what sex is doing. It's serving as a portal between the physical and the spiritual world. Okay. Right. And then when we, when just it's like when we give birth, right. Mm -hmm. We're bringing a spirit oh, into yeah. the physical world. Right. And so if you take it to the most basic terms, right. Procreation starts through sexual activity. Obviously there's science and so forth and there's, other options but when you take it to um the origins and that's and so you know it's it's a portal between the physical and the spiritual world and so that that's just like the most coolest and the most really cool yeah it is very cool right and so because it's the portal to incarnation right so yeah it's that's just intense yeah so boom <laughs> let's just out of the gate right yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, you just when you just realize that. And so I like to think of that. So if this is the act that can birth souls, why can it not birth any intention that you have? Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. Boom, boom, boom. Just drop it. <laughs> so, the, so that's just the way I, um, that we have to visualize it. Right. So if we can, um, we're using sex basically to birth anything that we want to into reality. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so that's basically what we're going to be using. And we're going to be using our sexual energy to manifest and to birth things into reality. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's basically what I like to, to start with. Um, the, the thing with, um, sex, with sex magic is, and we'll get into it a little bit further along, but like, like, you know, like our favorite words, right? Correspondences. So I've got a quick question. It, go ahead. So it's like limitless, right? I mean, like you could use sex magic for um, like money creation or like, mm -hmm. so it yeah. doesn't have to be like in the love 
world it can no, be no, no, it's no. just yeah energy, you can right? use it's just energy you use it you know you use it to get a job you use it for so you use it to produce money you use it for you know i i think the last person i was talking to about sex magic that i just like explained how to use it she wanted and she told me it worked i think um her husband wanted to be moved from one t- working team to another working team Mm-hmm. And I explained what they needed to do, and they did it. And three, four days later, he got moved. Yes. Yeah. So it's just okay. You use it for whatever you definitely whatever you want. All right. Um, it doesn't have to. So yeah, remember, all magic is basically using energy that already exists, and you're manipulating energy towards outcomes that you want to um that you want to um for yourself. Right. And that energy is already there and you're just manipulating it. So sexual energy is the same thing. Um, There is obviously with when 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 I do the the seminars, you know, I I like to go through like learning your cycle, connecting with your lunar cycle, learning to just, you know, mantras and to seduce yourself, learning your sexual blueprint, learning your stage of life um and, you know, being aware of your your aura, your sexual energy all those different things, which are just like stages, right? But when we get to the nitty gritty and we can go back and talk a little bit about those later on if we want. Um, When we get to it, basically what you're going to be doing is that you're going to be using sex as, and you're going to be the same thing that we do with anything else. You're going to be raising energy and you're going to be directing that energy and you're going to be thinking of what you want to manifest. And then you're going to be directing it to that um, purpose. And then that's like you're you're directing it towards that mm-hmm. now. And that's like the very basics. Now, there's oh let's let's backtrack there's so many ways to do this right so for example when you're doing it you have to know what you want to achieve you want to know if you're going to do it by yourself if you're going to do it um with a partner if you're going to do it with multiple partners you have to know um if you're going to do if you're going to use tools if you're going to um which tools you're going to be using if you're going to be using you know um, so if you're going to be using males because it's this is energy right that you're going to be using to direct so like the male energy is used to direct energy and the female energy is used to receive energy mm-hmm. right so like the womb is receiving energy the male energy is used to direct energy so like if you're using a, uh, a vibrator for example then you're using it to direct energy to a point or if you're using like a phallus then you you're using it to direct energy but same thing um if you're using for example more than one partner right mm-hmm. and it's for and like this let's go back to this person that if you have more than or just like there's there's two people if you want magic to happen for one person let's go to this person that wanted the job mm-hmm. so that you have to face that person because that's the person that wants the magic happening okay and then they have to be with the ones receiving. So okay. So sexual action has to be happening to them. So something like oral to them. And then the other person is focusing their energy on them and they're receiving and they're thinking about what they're going to receive. Oh, so okay. you, the other partner 
is participating, but they're giving their energy to them for them to use it for their purpose, right? Okay. When you want to direct it to somebody that's not there, for example, if you want to do something for, let's say your mom that's sick or something like that, and you and you want, then you have to face away from your partner. Oh, okay. So let's say your partner, you're going to do something with your partner and you want to um, send out like healing vibration energy for your mom because she's sick. Then you would do, then your partner says, okay, I'll help you. And then you might do something like a reverse cowgirl, right? Mm -hmm. And then your partner is giving you energy. <laughs> your partner is giving you energy. You're taking that energy and then you're sending it out, right? To your yeah. mom. And then you probably would set up like a little altar, like where you can see it, like with your mom picture green like a green candle for and for health right and your mom and then you would like send out that energy to her yes make sense yes and like i said we keep like a, we, a correspondence you keep adding elements right since yeah. you want like um healing you might add an amber or you might add like like i said you might add, add like the green candle you might add her picture you might add amber uh, um if there's like a certain part of her that's ill, then you would add like representation of that. Mm -hmm. And then you would just like, like direct all the energy to her. If it's like for one of the two partners, like if, like I said, that, that job for that guy that um his wife was helping him, then it was on the other way. She was facing him. She gives him moral and then they're focused on him getting the job and they're both concentrated on him getting the job. Yeah. If it's like a house that you and your partner want together, then you could do something that you're both getting mutual pleasure and then you're both your energies are flowing. Like, for example, like a 69. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So and then and then you could um, have like maybe a candle of like a house or something um, and or maybe a sigil of a house or a key or something in the space where you guys are there or you've already created together. So you add elements in the space. But right. You don't just like start, uh, this is, you prepare, right? So you would make a circle, you would prepare, you would have candles, you would probably, uh, you can bring in like um, uh, correspondence. You know how I love correspondence, right? Yes. So you would probably do it on a good day for that. So uh, you bring in the astrology for that. You bring in the numerology for that. You bring in the right color candles for it. You make the sheets the right color for the the intention. If you're going to do it in, in, in a bedroom or if you want to do it outside, whatever. But if you're going to do it in a bedroom, you close off like the, you do a circle. The circle you do it because you want to enclose the energy. You want to keep it for yourself so mm -hmm. that you can direct it. And so it doesn't disperse as much. And so... And then like sigils, you can make a sigil, you can lay the sigil on top of them and then do all the activities on top of the sigil so that it gets imbued with all your sexual energy. And then that sigil is really going to be very powerful because it's gotten all that energy. And then later you can use it or you can burn it or you can bury it if it depending on what the intention is. Mm -hmm. At the end, um, after you have fluids, you can draw the sigil on each other with the fluids. Ooh. You can use the fluids on the candle and put the sigil on the candle. There's so many things that you can add elements to yeah. with the sexual energy that are just fantastic. Okay. So, yeah. That's magic. awesome. 
Yeah. So uh, we kind of jumped like straight to the good stuff, but (laughs) (laughs) but let's go. Let's let's soften it up a little bit. Let's go back to the soft the softy stuff first. Okay. okay? So okay. (laughs) So we like to um you know like I said I like at the beginning for people to do like certain certain like um touch exercises because lots of people are disconnected with their body and their spirit because of social conditioning, traumas or early childhood conditioning, religious programming, etc. And one of the things that we have to learn is self-love. And we also have to make self-love a practice. Okay. And part of our routines. And this part of our routines will help us to be able to not only love ourselves more, but also to make sex magic more powerful when we do incorporate it into our magical practices. Because if you have self-love and you already think that, you know, that you're the shit, you are a great tool to be used within a sexual magic act. Okay. Right? If you don't love yourself and then you don't feel that you are like a great tool, your energy when you're bringing it in to a sexual magic act is not going to be as powerful. Mm -hmm. Or if you have feelings of shame associated to the sexual act, then you're not going to be able to associate that with powerful magic when you go into trying to make that uh, a magical ceremony. Okay. So that's why it's good to work with self-love with, you know, banishing the thoughts of it being with like programming yourself to allow self-love and um, bridging the gaps, right? And like erasing all that sexual trauma and stuff like that, like go to therapy people and, you know, work on, you know, reprogramming and all that. That's necessary beforehand and loving your body. All that's necessary so that you can be a more powerful magician. Yes. Okay. So that's the first thing that we work on in general. And then learning our cycles, right? Especially if you're still in a reproductive cycle where your hormones are fluctuating because you'll have higher and lower peaks. And if you don't understand those peaks, you may feel out of control. Or you yeah. may feel like you don't understand your own desires. Well, if you know your peaks, you're like, oh, I I get it. Plus, you can use that for your own. It's like l- knowing the lunar cycles, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I'm exactly. waning. I'm full. I'm yes. good. Now I'm going to go. Oh, this is like, this is the time to go off and like, you know, it's full moon. It's time to banish. It's time to gather. It's time to like pull this out like at, at its heaviest point, right? Mm-hmm. So once you learn your own and you can connect with your lunar cycle, that's why they call it lunar cycle, right? Right. But once you can call you connect with your own cycle, then you can align that with the magic that you want to do. Okay. And then there's the stages of life, right? There's different, um, there's periods in your life where you're more at rest. There's periods where you're healing. There's periods where you're curious. There's periods where you're more adventurous in sex. And there's periods where um, sexual energy becomes transformational. And again, this goes aligned with how you're using sexual energy in your regular life. Mm-hmm. And 
how in tune you are to those ebbs and flow will allow how much power you can garner from it to use it in your sexual magic activities. Yeah. Right. So if you're still in a healing stage, you're not going to be able to tap into it as much for giving, but you could receive, you could receive healing energy. You could receive um, from another more powerful sexual um, magician, but you might not be able to give as much, right? Mm -hmm. But you could receive. But if you're already in transformational, then you could do whatever you want with, you know, with sexual energy. Yeah. If you're curious, then you're going to be more willing to explore. You're going to be more willing to, okay, let's give it a shot. Let's see. You might be able to do um, polyacs. You might be doing, because you're open to it, right? Yeah. And you're like, okay, let's try. It. Okay. They, what? That, you know, your partner needs a job and you need a third person. Okay, let's try it, you know? Yeah. And then, so you're open to it. And uh, at other times you might not be in that adventurous state. Okay. Or in a relationship that allows it. So, um, and then, so the next part that we talk about is the awareness of your sexual energy and techniques that you want to incorporate so that you can be aware of your sexual energy. So, Breast massage, sacred herbs, steaming, red tent, breath work, connecting with your PU. <laughs> I don't know how clean with your pussy. Oh, and then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how clean we want to keep it. Whatever. Um, some you know self massage. Yes, all those your- things are super important, and so. As you get to know yourself better, this is all, this is different than self-love. This is more awareness of your sexual energy. Yeah. Because once you understand your sexual energy, again, it becomes a tool that you can harness, right? It's like if you've never driven a car, you don't know how to, how fast it can go. You don't know how to like drive it on a racetrack. It's like once you know how good your, your, your energy is, then you can, you know what you can use it for. Yeah. So you got to know what it can do before you can unleash it. Because if not, you're going to be like, uh, little by little, like, uh, okay, and, and just do two or three things and not really let it rev, you know? Right. And just, you want to let it, like, but before you can just, like, let it all go, you have to have explored those limits beforehand. Right? And then the and then keeping things up you know like there's actual physical like like i mentioned this is a physical body and we're going to be doing spiritual work with a physical body right Mm -hmm. and i think lots of people don't understand like how the pelvic floor works it's like a hammock that connects everything from you know from the tail like it's like a hammock that goes like this like from the tailbone all the way to the front. It's like two hammocks like this. It's like they, they intercross. Okay. She's and making it, like a U shape with her hands. Like a U shape. Two two of them, right? And they it connects everything from all the way from like like your belly button all the way to your tailbone and then between the two pelvic bones, right? Okay. And it's holding up all your freaking organs, you know? Your bladder, your colon, your anus, your vaginal walls. It's holding everything up in there, right? Mm-hmm. These are muscles and you have to use those muscles and you have to strengthen those muscles. They're not there just by miracle. You know, you have to do exercise with them and you got to, you know, 
contract them and make them, you know, hold. And then you have to release them and you have to practice with them. And one of the best ways to contract them is to orgasm, obviously. But if not, then, you know, just like intentionally using them and letting them go, because if not, you can have things like prolapses, you know, yeah. which is just basically when a prolapse is just basically when they're not strong enough anymore and they just like kind of cave in, right? Mm -hmm. The walls like of your vagina, for example, they cave in and then everything that they're holding up, like your rectum or your bladder, just fall down. Yeah. Yeah. That's not cool. You know? Yeah. And then you got to go to therapy and you got to, you know, maybe have surgery and stuff like that. It's not fun at all. Okay. So, and you can avoid this just by doing kegels, you know, or by having orgasms, you <laughs> know, <Both>. or <laughs> preferably both. Yes. And so like, duh. Yeah. 20 kegels a day, 30 kegels a day, I think is all they recommend. It's like nothing. It's not even like two minutes of brushing your teeth. It's like less. It's so easy. For right? future comfort. Yeah. Yes. For like the rest of your life. Yeah. And if you do them, then when you have your orgasms, they're going to be stronger. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yes. And if your orgasms are stronger, your magic's going to be stronger. Ta -da! Amazing. Kegels. <laughs> the, the, the answer to better manifestation you're like a you psa yeah <laughs> so i mean yes you know see that this is something that um like all those public floor therapists don't know they, they need to add it more like you want more money do more kegels <laughs> yeah people will be more into <laughs> it if they know <laughs> if they knew if they only knew right, right. and so so and also breath work you know, it's the same thing. If you can control your breath work, if you can um, make your breath go all the way down, not just to like your lungs, but make it go all the way down to your belly button and you can hold it for a period of time, a longer period of time, that will also enhance your ability to have better orgasms and to be able. And this is also the um, this is control. Mm -hmm. This is the first stage to um, control of anxiety for people that have anxiety. And this is um, also the um, necessary because when you are doing sex work, um, sex magic, not sex work, sorry. <laughs> when you are doing sex magic, um, when you're at that point where you're going to have that orgasm and you want to focus, you can't get lost in the orgasm, right? You want to use that energy to focus it on your target, mm -hmm. right? And so you can't just go like ah, and go off into the you know into the sensations you got to control that energy and you got to keep it focused and directed so it's mm -hmm. really necessary to have good control of your abdomen and of your breath right yeah so that you can direct it to your target so again more strengthening more need for you to have control of that breath right so kegels breath work and focus exercises those are like the three things that are necessary to be good at so that you can have better results from sex magic can you just have a good or you know can you just you know what are you flick the bean and think of something that you want and have and get results yes <laughs> but like i said can you enhance it and keep on layering on levels and make it correspondences and make it bigger and bigger and bigger definitely right mm -hmm. so yeah it can be as simple as you know just 
doing something simple and thinking and having an orga- a quick orgasm and thinking of something and that can work that's simple and that's you know that is focused sexual energy but like i said you know you can take it all the way to ritual level right yeah and so just and as you decide to make it bigger and bigger and bigger you're going to need more and more capacity mm-hmm. okay then um something else let's go um, bum, bum. okay so when we're going to set up when you're going to set up like i said i recommend um setting the the space up i recommend creating a circle especially if you're doing something a little bit more elaborate not like all the way ceremonial um but medium you know like this is you know it's not ceremonial like ceremonial magic where there's others present and you know the whole thing like drawing down the moon or anything like that but like you know a good thing that maybe you're going to do it with a partner um it it's it's a sex magic that you have put thought and intention into to it you know what you want you know the results you've brought in one or two elements of correspondence into it and you're setting it up right mm-hmm. um so i do recommend you know like i said um casting a circle maybe let's say that you're doing it like in your home with your partner um candles sigil candles with a corresponding color maybe a sigil um picture if you have it if it's something that you're like you know like the car or the job or whatever that you want um determining like if who's receiving right Mm -hmm. so that you can determine the position because the receiving giving position determines where the energy is going to be headed doesn't have to be the whole time in that position but definitely for the orgasm okay Mm -hmm. um so you have to know which um what you want to achieve and then you have to be completely present for you to send your energy out to that point, to that universe at that moment. And you're going to will yourself to create the magic and the change, right? Mm-hmm. Manipulate the change. Um, Yeah. And then that's basically the most important thing, right? And like I said, you can, and the fluids are really good. They're really potent and they're really important um, at the time of the orgasm. Um, I would, you know, cleanse the energy at the end the one thing that um remember that i mentioned that you know the womb is a portal between the physical and the spiritual world so sex magic does tend to attract spirits uh-huh. right which is why like for example porn tends to be something that attracts a lot of like low yeah yeah lower spirits uh-huh. right um so I don't recommend like using low lower vibrational spirits, right? So I don't recommend using porn or anything like that to um to incorporate in a sexual magic activity. And I do recommend that after you finish the sex magic, before you break the circle, like you you know, and you've uh, directed all your energy, that you banish like everything else because lots of um lower spirits might be attracted to that energy. Mm-hmm. That's fun. And yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> and so. Just like make sure that um, for it to be the higher vibrational, you want to be make sure that you're with a partner um, who is spiritually healthy and can remain present as well and um, to do things that feel good for you. Right. Right. So that includes like a kink. So if you're doing activities um, that are that involve kink, make sure that the kink is kink that makes you feel good. Right. Okay. 
not kink that makes you feel and so it can be any activity but as long as it doesn't make you feel lower right right? okay um and know your body and know what things so sex you know how sex feels at the end it either makes you feel depleted or it makes you feel euphoric Uh you want to do things that make you feel euphoric okay not depleted okay for sex magic okay okay so work on that okay um yeah and then you want to keep it like that because you don't want to do you don't want to attract anything lower vibrational like you know hungry ghosts and stuff like that and if you do that and they might so you just want to banish before you um open up the circle Mm -hmm. so that you can keep all the energy that's near you um pure and like nice and tight and so that you can use it all for yourself okay um that's what i got basically for the um for the sex act itself and like i said you can masturbate focus on your breath orgasm connect with your intention and the afterglow and thank the universe and just use it if you're just doing it solo cool but and same thing with your when your partner just you know focus on your breath connect with the intention when you orgasm and then in the afterglow thank the universe and you know send it out so it's about the same in that sense so i have yeah. a question Go ahead. um do you have any like advice for uh like let's say you're a witch but your partner's not super witchy mm-hmm. uh or maybe even like you're not out of the what is it called uh um, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 you're not out of the broom closet yet but you are still with like what yeah what do you what can okay. we do then so let's start. First of all, I think one of the main reasons that many witches have partners that love having witch partners is because uh-huh. of sex magic. Yes, I can see. Yes, <laughs> the, they love being sex tools. They're like, yes, okay, use me. You know, yes. <laughs> like, sure, heck, use me. Um, I, I think so many people want to be used as sex tools for sex magic. They, you know, and you just like. You just sit there and I'm going to use you and then I'm doing magic. And they're like, okay, use me. So, so it's don't a lot be afraid easier. of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. I think um, so many, if um, th- that's almost glamorized, right? And they've seen it, you know, you <laughs> do a circle and put on, you know, do a circle, put on a candle. They're like, whoa, that, I mean, that just tied in the experience for them so much, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, so if you're outside, of, if you're out of the broom closet, I think even if they're not witchy, and they know it's happening, I think it's going to be super exciting for them, right? Excellent. Even if it's just like one, even if it's just like a candle, you know, they're going to be like, whoa, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but it's, it's, it was fantastic. And, you know, and then, and you do a sigil on the, on the, you know, on their chest with, with, you know, with your fluids, they're going to be like, oh my God. <laughs> like this, um, this girl I told you the other day that her partner's not witchy and he got his job like a week later. Oh, I, bet. I mean, oh, he's I bet. like, he's like, do all the sex magic you want in the world. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, he loves that his wife is a sex witch now, you know? Love it. So, yeah. Um, if your partner is not aware that you're that you're a witch or that you're out of, in the broom closet, um, it gets a little dicier. Some people don't like have, doing sex magic without consent. Okay. Um. You know, that's a bigger debate in the community. Oh, don't do anything without consent. You know, oh, I'm like, you know, she looks I'm guilty like, right now. I'm like, it's your, <laughs> it's your orgasm. You know, <laughs> I mean, if, if you're receiving, if, um, it, you know, so it, each person determines 
where their boundaries on consent or non-consent are. Right. Um, I, when I was younger, I was very much focused on when I was very young, you know, I'm old now. I was very much attracted to stealing energy, you know, when I was mm-hmm. young, like 20, 22, 20 to 23. That was my whole thing, you know? Um, I was very focused on, I'm going to steal these people's energy. You know, that was my whole thing. And the more powerful a person seemed to be, the more attracted I was because I wanted to steal their energy. Mm-hmm. And I was on a whole high kick on that, you know? Okay. Um, I went through a whole phase with that. Definitely no consent there. Um, there's different theories, you know, that you get, you know, that'll come back. I'll bite you in the ass, whatever. It probably did, I could say. Yeah. Um. But that's the way you learn, right? Um, so does it work? It does work, you know? So okay. it's up to each person. So it's it's definitely up to each person. But will it work? It will work. Yes. All right. Okay. Thank you. But they, it may come back and bite you later on, not because of that act, but like um, like physical effects on you or your energy or whatever later on. Okay. But, you know, but if you need something really bad at the moment what the heck <laughs> all right thank you very much you're welcome anything else yeah no i got i got a little bit more like it, sex magic is something that's been used for eons you know the druze yeah. the tantric kundalini the yogi sufi the persians like romans everybody's used it we're using it yeah we'll probably be using it in space you know so <laughs> very <laughs> it's normal. not going away <laughs> it's not going away and like you mentioned it can be used for anything it doesn't have to be used like it can be used for any purpose okay yeah yeah awesome you gonna roll into astrology now okay astrology astrology we're doing the 28th through the 10th so the 28th the sun is going to be squaring saturn this might be a challenging day where we might feel a little weighed down by our responsibilities a little down by got so much to do um, but then, you know, the sun's out, so we might not care that much. Um, at least here where we live, everybody's yeah. like, ah, who cares? <laughs> I'll think about it later. Um, Mercury on the 31st, Mercury retrograde shadow ends. So finally, all tech, all, all those other things should kind of smooth out and everything just like in the rear view mirror. We don't have any more problems with that. Then on the first, it's a little bit of of a little snappy day. The moon's going to be squaring Mars. So a little bit of like emotions are a little bit on high. People just like jumping to um, quick temperedness. Okay. On Friday, the second, Venus is going to be trining Neptune. And this is a good day for um, touch relaxation music it's also a really good day venus you know controls creativity neptune controls inspiration so it's a good day to get like you find a muse to like be inspired and it starts off um a a a cross that's going to be going on for a few days um which is auspicious for financial aspects okay? okay So that goes on. And then the next day, it's the full moon in Sagittarius. And this full moon in Sagittarius, Sagittarius controls travel and it controls a higher education. It controls spirituality, um, philosophy and stuff like that. So people are just feeling like 
an itch, an itch to get out, an itch to travel, an itch to have a big grandiose experience. You know, they're like Googling like, oh, I want to have like a retreat in Nambia, you know, <laughs> I'm going to, you know. Mm-hmm. So people are just like in that mood sort of to get out and about and do something different and exciting. And that's kind of like the, and just people are feeling a little bit more bubbly and a little bit more like, mm-hmm, what can I do, you know? Um, it's not a it's not a heavy full moon. It's more of a there might be some difficulties with relationships. Um, but again, that feeling of like, I just wanna uh, screw it, you know, mm-hmm. like makes a lot of relationship problems or other responsibility problems be like, eh, I'll deal with that later. Cause people are more in the mood of like, eh, I'll deal with that later, kind of yeah. thing. Okay. On the fourth, Mercury is going to be conjuncting Uranus. It allows you to think in a more creative way um, and to look for solutions that might not have originally come up. Okay. On the fifth, Venus goes into Leo. Remember, I had mentioned that, like, um, Leo and Venus, uh, that Mars and Leo, uh, Mars and Venus were going to be like flirting all summer and they were going to have like a little bit of tension going on all summer. I think I mentioned it in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. This is why it's because Mars is going to be in Leo now and um, Venus is going to be in Leo. So they're both going to have the same energy. They're both like trying to show each other up and they're both like, you know, mm, I'm more regal than you. No, I'm more regal than you. Okay, let's go. And then, you know, they're both like, they're ready for hot boy girl summer. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> they're both ready for that, right? Okay. Um, And Venus is going to be in Leo for an extremely long time because she's going to be in Leo until October because she's going to do her retrograde during the summer. Oh, okay. So, She'll be in Leo, then the time that she would have been, then she'll go retrograde and then go back. And so all that time she's going to be like in Leo, which is really long. Um, She only goes in retrograde like every year and a half. So it's not, not as so often. Okay. Okay. So Venus controls, you know, it controls flair, flirtation, your house, money, all that stuff, the heart and the pocket, right? So when it's in Leo, it's all about like, you know, Leo's big and flashy. So it's like, oh, I need to know everything big and flashy about the heart and and the pocket, right? Okay. So spending a little bit money, but also like showing off your love or wanting your partner to be like, like you want to know what your purpose is. You want to know who your partner is. You want to know where your money's coming from and you want it all now and you want it to be settled and you want it to be like, done and like everybody to know as well as you right like this is mine and this is what i got and this and i want the world to know right okay. because they they like to show it off too so it's like it's pushing for it and then and so there's there's you know that's what venus has come and then the first day venus goes into opposition with pluto Venus opposition to Pluto always it's a little bit of a Hades Persephone's kind of story right they're they're a little toxic with each other you know Mm -hmm. it's like I really like you I really hate you kind of thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) so there's always a little bit of um pool a dark pooling to it a little bit toxicity there but it's just you know transit lasts like three days it one day exact but the feeling is like three days so remember that like I mentioned there's some relationship problems going on it's that day so that and then venus is going into leo it's like 
who's my partner? Are you there? Are you not there? Show up or get out. It's kind of oh, like, you know, gotcha. so there's, there's, a, there's a lot of like, you know, are we doing this? Are we not doing this? You know? Yeah. Stand up or get out. You know? That's for a year and a half. No, just those three days with that Venus opposition to Pluto. Oh, okay. with that toxicity. But the Venus entering in Leo is only, um, is only up until October. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She only does it. She only does the retrograde every year and a half. Okay. And the retrograde is going to be at the end of June until like August. Okay. Don't worry. Next podcast. Don't worry. All right. And then, <laughs> then on the ninth, we have what is my handwriting saying? My handwriting says, oh, I didn't look them up. Okay, but Mercury, sextiling, Neptune. This should be a good day for creativity as well. And it should be a good day for expressing creative um, endeavors, for looking for inspiration, for looking for ways to talk and negotiate. So all those artists that got inspired on the second and that were like auspicious and somebody was like, oh, your creativity is fire and I want to give you a contract and whatever. So on the ninth, they're signing those contracts. Okay. And then on the sun, the 10th is therapy day. It's that sun sextiling Chiron. You're out, you're about, your wounds are exposed. So what's going on? Who are you showing those wounds to? Oof. That's what we got. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's still, it's like, it's not settling on anything too much. You know, the main player is, is Venus, but she's still like, since she's moving into a position, uh -huh. She hasn't like exactly settled into, right? Towards the end of the of the month, we'll see more. Um, it'll be a little gloomier because it'll it'll be a little slower, not gloomier, because there'll be three retrogrades. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. But the outer planets, not so. It won't affect us that big. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna just. I got a little fun. Uh, some fun stuff about peaches because I knew we we're gonna be talking about sex. Um. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about the peach. Uh, so the peach is going to be considered feminine. It's associated with the planet Venus and also water. Uh, it's going to have it's associated with love, exorcism, longevity, fertility, and granting wishes. Um, see, so magically, the fruit when eaten induces love. And so a peach or a peach pie served to a desired one may help win their heart. Uh, the fruit is also eaten to gain wisdom. Branches of the peach tree are used to drive off evil spirits in China and also to root out illnesses. Children in China actually wear a peach pit uh, like as a necklace to keep demons away. Carrying a bit of peach wood will increase one's lifespan and may even lead to immortality. And uh, lastly, the Japanese use the peach to increase fertility and branches of the tree are utilized as divining and magical wands. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Talk to you next time. Yes, ma'am. Hasta la próxima. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrewhousebroadcast at gmail.com. For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com. Or for booking healing work, I'm at unusualhealing.com. Or sdlunacy on Instagram. Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria 101. 
And you can all find me on Instagram as Brujeria101S. Because <laughs> somebody had the 101. And I also have Brujeria101.com. And there we'll have like um, response buttons that you can push to Amazing. book like palm readings or nail charts and stuff like that. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. 